Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. Today in the studio. My name is Gail Foreman, and I am the author of several young adult novels, including If I Stay, I Was Here Just One Day, all three were titled, and now my brand new five-word title, I Have Lost My Way. So my book is about three young people, Freya, Haroon, and Nathaniel. They are complete strangers who have seemingly nothing in common except for this one key thing, which is that each of them, in their own way, is lost. They collide, literally, in New York Central Park, and that sort of kicks off a day together where they form this intense friendship and a little bit of romance as they kind of come to understand that maybe the way out of their own loss lies in kind of inhabiting one another's. I wrote this book because I was lost myself. It had been five years since I'd written a young adult novel. I'd written an adult novel in the interim, but I had not actually written a YA novel since 2011. And when I sat down to start a new one, everything that I would start, I would sort of crash and burn on because it just didn't feel like it was working. And it kind of led me to this crisis of confidence because this was the thing I'd always done, writing, and particularly writing young adult novels. And it was the thing that made me feel better. It's sort of like people ask you why you write. I always say because it's cheaper than therapy. And suddenly this thing that I had always done that I took so much satisfaction from doing, I couldn't do. And I started and kind of killed seven different novels, and I was beginning to think that it was over, that whatever storytelling skill I'd had had kind of been excised from my brain, because that's what it felt like. It felt like this thing that you always do and take for granted, one day waking up and finding out you can't do it. And the phrase that just kept turning around in my head was, I've lost my way. I had this vision of myself kind of lost in the woods. I've lost my way. And after a couple months of muttering that to myself like a crazy person, Suddenly there was this other person who was saying it too, and it was a young woman named Freya who had been born singing, had sung all her life, and then one day, out of the blue, loses her voice. And I sat down and I wrote the words, I've lost my way, from Freya's mouth instead of mine, and then that kind of kicked everything off and led me to Haroon and then to Nathaniel. One of the things I'm so excited about the audio of this one is it's kind of an interesting structure and format in that you have these present tense chapters, and they really do jump back and forth from these three characters' perspectives. It's sort of told in a more omniscient third person, but it jumps into each of their heads. And I was wondering how the audiobook was going to accomplish that. I've never had a book read by more than one narrator because all of my books have been a singular POV. When I heard that this one was going to be the three, I'm super excited to hear how the interplay of this happens because sometimes it's line by line by line. You're going from character to character to character. So my hope is that it almost reads like a play in some ways because you'll have that back and forth. So I'm personally very excited to hear how this all plays out. People ask me often if I am a musician because music is so prominent in my books, and it always makes me laugh because I am so not a musician in that I don't play. But I love music. I feel like music is almost like this emotional shortcut to kind of my feels. So one of my favorite things about the If I Stay movie was seeing all the music that was on the page and could only be brought to life so much on the page in all the different sensory ways. 
With I've Lost My Way, music is also a very big part of it. Freya is a musician, and singing and songwriting is sort of her sort of conduit to herself, and she loses that. So there are a couple of different songs that are very pivotal in the book, and I had this idea that it would be great to actually hear them, although I had no idea what it would sound like. I know what like Freya's musical sound in general is, but I didn't know what the songs would sound like. But luckily, I have a very close friend who is incredibly talented, and that's the young adult novelist Libba Bray. Libba is also a fantastic singer-songwriter. So even though she has this incredibly busy life, I said, hey, you think that you, know, you might be able to write a song out of this? And she sort of took the lyrics that I wrote and created the most amazing song that we recorded so readers will be able to kind of see it and hear it. And I think we're going to put a version up that doesn't have any vocals, so they'll be able to record their own covers. So I'm so excited about that. And we have this magical 13-year-old woman that I know named Sasha who is singing the song for us. I'm so excited. I think I might be more excited about the song than I am about the release of the book. It's kind of strange as an author to hear your books on audio because you have such a clear idea of how the characters sound in your head. And that doesn't always mean that's how they're going to sound in an audiobook or how they should sound in an audiobook. So it's always a little bit strange when it does match so well. So that was one of the crazy things about hearing Michael read Nathaniel. He sounded like Nathaniel is supposed to sound. So that was super gratifying. I also loved, it was the first time I'd seen somebody doing an audiobook. And of course, I'm doing the same thing right now. Nobody can see me, but I'm gesturing wildly with my hands as I talk. So it was interesting to watch Michael sort of in the booth being Nathaniel and using his hands to communicate. And none of you will see that. And yet, I feel like somehow it will translate because it's sort of how when we're sort of feeling things deeply, that's how it comes out. And it's going to come out in his voice as well. So I'm really excited for readers and listeners to hear the audiobook. I don't remember being read to so much as a kid because I think, you know, it was a different time when we were read to when we were little and then we were kind of scooted off and we learned to read to ourselves. But I read to my kids all the time. My older daughter fired me when she was about 10 or 11 and that was really sad. But my younger daughter now is in that sweet spot. She's 10 and she loves chapter books. So my husband and I kind of fight over whose night it is to read to her because we each have our own book that we're reading. And I have listened to so many audiobooks in my day that it has made me kind of much more aware of what makes them good. So when I'm reading to her, I'm sort of doing the voices. I am kind of auditioning in my own head to be an audiobook reader for all these different novels that we read together. We just finished Kate DeCamillo's Despero, and that was a really, really fun one to do the audio for. So, you know, if anybody ever decides they want a new narrator to do that, raising my hand, I've got some experience here. So I have a very specific way that I listen to audio. I listen to audio in two ways. Number one, I listen to audio with my kids. It's like great on a long drive. We think the last time we had a four-hour drive, we popped on Sharon Draper's Out of My Mind. But for myself, when I'm reading with my eyes, I read fiction, and I use audio for nonfiction. And that way, it feels like I am getting an education. One of the things about having young children is you kind of feel like your brain atrophies and you get stupider. So the audiobooks have been really great because I feel like I'm actually learning so much, and I I find myself kind of quoting things that I've learned in these audiobooks, and I'm a horrible evangelist for books that I've read in audio, like telling everybody to read them. Luckily, my sister's a big audiobook fan, so she and I are always trading recommendations. 
Well, this is not sort of young adult specific, but I listened to Dreamland by Sam Quinones, which was a recommendation from my sister, which is about the opioid crisis and just sort of all the different strands. It took me a really long time to listen to it all, but I think it was because I was absorbing all of it. And then I love, love, loved Strangers in Their Own Land. And that was another one that I just sort of found very illuminating about the times that we're living in. So both of those books taught me an enormous amount of new things that I hadn't known and got me really kind of thinking on my own, which is a sign of a great book. We are big fans of the guy who narrates the Jason Reynolds books, Guy Lockard. And I know that, like, we have searched for other things that he's done, but apparently, like, Jason's books were his first to do. So we love him. Excited for Jason narrating his own book as well, as well as, like, hearing, like, Jacqueline Woodson narrate her own. But in terms of narrators... I love Robin Miles, who narrated The Warmth of Other Suns. Warmth of Other Suns, I think, was one of the first really sort of big, chunky, long audiobooks I listened to. And she blew my mind because there are so many different characters and so many different dialects. And you cannot believe that it is one person reading this. So that was, I think, when I first started paying attention to the fact that these narrators have to have a certain kind of nimbleness in their voice and be able to kind of really, it's not just about making your voice sound like you have an accent or you're this gender or that, but it really is being able to embody these different characters. I'm incredibly impressed by it. And every time I think I want to narrate an audiobook, I think about that and I realize, nope, I'll just let the pros do it. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.